Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. And Paul here is talking about warfare. He says in the verse before that, in verse 3, For though we live or walk in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to our flesh or the flesh using mere weapons. And so Paul here says that though we live in the flesh, we don't, we don't war after the flesh. Though we have a physical life, though we live in a world of um, flesh and blood, right? We live in an imperfect world where people fail us and we fail people. And we live in a world that is, you know, very hostile to us in a lot of ways. It is, um, it's, uh, it, that cat is, is causing warfare. For those listening to this message, there's a cat walking around our chapel. Yeah, just, she's going to meow. Throw it back in the box back there. Her. You better off going either in one of the bathrooms or a box back there. So though, though we live in the flesh, though we have a fleshly life, though we have a job, though we have family life, bills to pay, kids to raise up, or those kids that we've already raised up, we have the responsibility of keeping them straight if we were grandparents, our great-grandparents. But Paul says here, though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh. And so Paul is saying, though we live in the flesh, that's not how we live every day. We don't live according to the way the flesh would deal with things. And I want to just talk about warfare just for a few minutes because I think that when you walk by faith in your life, when you're taking steps of faith in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, you are stepping into a life of a Christian that is very rarely seen these days. And generally, Christianity today will talk about a relationship with God, or um, uh, you can even hear in the music on uh, popular radio stations that are Christian the same the same lines like that are um, that are emphasizing a relationship with God, but without an understanding of the the cross and. Um, Warfare begins in our life when we start walking by faith. Warfare is when you and I look at who we are and what our calling is and who we are in Christ, and we start living by faith according to that, living, living by faith according to the things that God has already told us. Like, for example, John 1, verse 12. says, for them that believe, God has given them what? the authority or the power to be the sons of God, right? And when we believe that, like when we say, okay, that's true in my life, that's true today, then, then we're going to notice that when we start applying and start thinking that way, 
according to what God has said in the Bible, that we're going to face an invisible enemy. You know, I was driving up here, East, um, East County Line or West County Line Road, and I was pulling into the parking lot here just a few minutes ago, and I thought, every day of my entire life has led to this day. Is that an interesting thought? Like, here we are today, tonight, and this is the results of thousands of decisions that we've made for God, you know? And here we are tonight. It's brought us here. That's, that's an amazing thought, isn't it? That today is more, than, is more important than we could ever imagine. Today is more important than we could ever, ever um, suppose. Because all the decisions that you and I have made by faith in our life bring us to this place. And this is not just another Thursday night in, in a spring, springtime. But it's really the culmination of all the decisions that we've made by faith in our lives. And when you and I make decisions to live our life based on what the Bible says, then we're going to have, we're going to face invisible forces that are antagonistic against you and I. And these forces will attack our physical bodies. <coughs> these forces will attack our, our mind. These invisible forces will attack uh, our property, our owners, things that we own. It will try to attack our family, our finances. But... When we walk by faith, we are no longer living in the flesh, and we're not living in the way people, living the way we used to live, like getting things done according to the flesh. Uh, there are people in the world that become very adept to making life work for them because they become very adept people in making their way through life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like manipulating circumstances to their advantage and sweet-talking or um, pushing buttons to get certain things done in their lives to have an outcome of the way they want things to be done. Uh, there are people in the world that actually have become experts in their personality to, to um, sweet-talk people or sweet-talk other people into them doing the things that they want you to do. Isn't it Dale Carnegie uh, that said... Uh, how to get people to do the things that you want them to do. You tell them what they want to hear, and you give them what they want. And it's a philosophy in the first chapter of his book. What was his famous book called? Um, I don't even remember the book. I read one chapter, and I put it down, and I understood the whole book. It was... Uh, how to deceive the multitudes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly... It's like... Um, Making people like you to get them to do what you want them to do. It's a book about manipulation. Yeah. How to people. Yeah, how to influence people. Until when I have yeah. It's a book that is like the Bible for anybody that wants to be in politics. But that's living according to the flesh. And I just want to say that, you know, living by faith is, number one, taking the word of God at its face value. That if the Bible says it, then that's enough, that's enough for me, right? If the Bible says that I will never leave you nor forsake you, then that's enough for me, that I'm going to believe that. If the Bible says that I have never seen the righteous beg for bread, then that's good enough for me, that, that um, the, the righteous, meaning you and I, are never going to be begging for bread. 
If the Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world system, then I'm going to believe that, right? Amen? Because otherwise, we just what's the other way to live in our life? Unbelief, right? It's just unbelief, sublimation, and sublimation is just a big word meaning to replace the real thing with something that is not real, that just gives the stimulation for a moment. But though we walk after the flesh, we were, we were not after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrowing and destruction of strongholds. And that's what I want to say tonight, is that this is what we are doing here. This is what we are doing at Greater Grace Community Church, Grace Bible Chapel, this is what we're doing here. We are, we have weapons that are not flesh and blood. And that's why, that's why we always are on the victor's side in warfare. Because if we fight, if we fight with flesh and blood, there's going to be always somebody better than us. But if we, if our web, if we live with weapons that are not carnal but are spiritual, then we walk by faith, we trust in the word, and God's will is done. And guess what? Uh, their strongholds are overthrown and they are destroyed. There are so many strongholds here in this area, in this, in this region, Philadelphia, North, you know, North Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Bucks County, Montgomery County. There's so many strongholds. And what are some of the strongholds here? What are some of them? Like, what would you say some of them are? Just name a few. Like, what's a, what are str- strongholds here? People do other things on Sunday besides coming to church. <laughs> the weekend. Don't touch my weekend, right? Yeah. Um, it's a huge problem with alcohol, too. Here. Alcohol. Alcohol, drugs. Drugs. I think, you know what? But out, social alcohol, like a glass of wine. I mean, it's just it's so funny that people that I work with, it's just like, they're like, I'm going to get home and have a glass of wine. It's like, really? Anyone that drives up 95 is going to see, I think, the most predominant problem in Philadelphia, and that's addiction. Yeah. It's addiction. And another problem that we, another stronghold that we can see is, um, is there's so many strongholds. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to focus too much on it, but. And there's personal strongholds in other people's lives. And then there's strongholds like, you know, when you're driving here, it's funny. Our church is like in a valley, isn't it? You just, we, <laughs> Don knows that because he saw it last night. That all, everything just comes down here and we're like in this little valley. And, and um, you know, for some reason on the Warminster Township building, our little property is highlighted in yellow. And I, and I said, you know, on the whole map, there's no, there's no other property that's highlighted like that but ours. And I said, why is that? Why is our property highlighted yellow? They said it's some. They said it's some historical property, and they don't even know why it's historical. But you know, I just think that there's something special about this place, and that we're here to live by faith and to um, to to have weapons of warfare that are not fleshly. And that means that, for example, if something hit blindsides us, then, then our reaction is not going to be, okay, I'm going to react the way I always react. That's going to happen anyway, but in 1 Corinthians 15, first comes the natural, then the spiritual, we can rebound out of that. And if you react, don't ever, don't get, don't beat yourself up, but remember this, that 
what, is, what does this say in Ephesians chapter 6? Who remembers what it says about the sword of the Spirit? The sword, that the sword of the Spirit is what? In the original language. It's the sword by the Spirit, right? The Word of God is the sword by the Spirit. And that means that the Word of God cannot be wielded, I mean the sword, the Word of God cannot be wielded with fleshly hands. If that was the case, then people would come to a church service and they would be beat up by the Bible. That's a fleshly person trying to wield the sword of the Word of God without an anointing and without, without discernment. But when the Word of God is wielded by the Spirit of God, then, then it's an effective weapon. And so our weapons in our life are spiritual. And what that means is, is that the sword of the Spirit in Ephesians chapter 6 is a sword that swung, that, that protects us, that is raised, that stabs through the power of the Spirit, by the leading of the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, um, just in closing this little devotional here, the weapons of our warfare are spiritual. And the, the thing that we want to be every day quickened in our hearts and our mind is, is that that when you and I walk by faith and we don't walk by what we see and we don't walk by what we feel, then God is going to, God, the Holy Spirit will come in with the quickening power of the Word of God and will renew our minds and we'll have a mindset about how to discern what's happening in our life. Remember what we said about critical thinking? You know that people very often, many times we don't, re, we don't know how to critically think about things. We don't understand what we're looking at. Remember the empty tomb? and that the disciples were looking at it and they didn't understand what they were seeing. And that is the Greek word E-I-D-O, to look at something and understanding what they're looking at. When our mind is renewed in Romans 12, 1 and 2 and 3, then we have discernment. Take steps of faith in your life. Let's not live in emotions. And let's live with a vision that, you know, our purpose here is to see God take down strongholds. And first, it happens on the invisible level. We don't see it happening because it's happening on an invisible level. And then later on, a few, a few years down the road, you see it on the physical level. And I'll just, I'll just give you this illustration in closing. When we moved to Ukraine in 1992, I was a very dark place. It was very dark. It was very, very dark. And... You could, you could feel the pressure in that town that we lived in, that just demonic pressure. It was unbelievable. Um, and there was such an atmosphere of fear and just uh, very, it was spooky. It was just a very interesting place. But as time went on, and as we were there living by faith and God was adding to the church there, um, we began to notice that the atmosphere of the city began to change after a couple of years that our presence there in weakness was actually influencing the atmosphere. And other missionaries began to come. And today, when you go to that city, you don't sense that heavy, fearful atmosphere as that was there before. And I, we will see the same thing here happen here, and we are seeing it, that as you and I, as we live by faith, walking in the promises of the Word of God, and although 98% of the time we feel very weak, um, 
we are going to see God pull down strongholds in our personal lives and the lives of other people. Just think, your obedience tonight has brought down strongholds in other people's lives. Just think about that. Just, we'll finish with that. Think about how, by the grace of God, you and I have walked by faith in our life. We did not throw in the towel when we could have. We didn't quit when we could have and just say, you know what? It's not my, worth my time or energy. But because we didn't throw in the towel and because we didn't quit, the strongholds in other people's lives have been taken down. And I'm sure that we can all at least count at least one person. That has been affected by our life with God, you know, in some way. Someone has been, has experienced victory in their life. Someone has experienced the life of God in their life. Somebody has experienced growth in their life. Somebody's ex- and there are things that some people have not experienced because of just the fact that this church is here, you know, is, because, is like a refuge for, for people. And, um, you know, there are people watching, people driving up and down the street. We have one lady, you know, you know her. She came to our church last Sunday. I met her for the first time. She goes, you know, for last last year, I've been driving by the church, watching the changes, watching this place, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, I would often see this guy out there with, you know, this guy, Don, out there working. She didn't know who you were at the beginning, but then she pulled in the, one time to, to meet you. God, she said... She drove by and God said, today you're going to pull, turn around, you're going to turn, turn around, I was on the phone with her today, come into the parking lot and meet these people, you know, and so I just think that in our weakness, we receive grace and we carry on, we move forward, which is joy, because it's the Lord that's doing the work and the strongholds are going to be pulled down and are being pulled down and maybe it's not all perfect in our life, but that's okay. Because God wants to make his grace perfect in our life. If we are perfecting ourselves, then grace is not being perfected in our life. So I just want to encourage ourselves with these words tonight that um, we are really on the winning side. And um, if you read the book of Acts, it's the devil always reacting to the, God, to the initiations of God and not vice versa. So we'll just close in prayer and then we can just show a few... A few slides.